0: Welcome back to the Have Not Room. Back here once again with Chad and Brian, as always, to cover another week of uh, Big Brother 22, BB All-Stars. We only have three weeks left in the season here, so we're getting down to the nitty-gritty, closing out the season. Honestly, thank God.
1: (laughs) real. I love Big Brother. I love talking Big Brother with you guys, but oof, this season. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean know well, there's always bb can 9 you know I, i'm looking <laughs> forward to it
1: i got my vpn paid for and everything and i'm ready to go
0: yeah <laughs> uh, um yeah we uh we have a ton of talk about here we did a special episode uh post triple eviction last week uh where we covered all of the the craziness or you know maybe a little uh, timidness that happened during <laughs> that episode mm-hmm. uh so this episode, we're really just kind of focusing on the now Monday night episode uh, of this week and then forecasting the upcoming eviction and kind of what we're looking at towards this last few weeks of Endgame. Um, yeah, and
1: honestly, how unlucky are they? They like get bumped by CBS for the Sunday movie. Fine, whatever. they will be Monday night and then Cam Newton gets COVID. You mm-hmm. know, Cam, we're all praying for you make a speedy recovery, especially Ben and Chad. Um, But uh, it bumps the Patriots and Chiefs to Monday night, and then we have to air Big Brother at nearly 10 o'clock. Very unfortunate.
0: Yeah, no, it was uh, was definitely, you know, it was a long night, uh, especially uh, as a Patriots fan having to (laughs) do that game and then sit through an hour of Big Brother 22 um, you know, Nightmare. <laughs> definitely a little bit of a rough, a rough few hours of, uh, of television viewing experience, but, Ugh. uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you have any, uh, any immediate thoughts, uh, coming off of this, uh, this HOH episode, Chad?
2: I mean, with Cody as my winner pick, I'm happy. Um, <laughs> but I <bet>. <laughs> that's, <laughs> I am very happy with my pick, but, um, This episode was another, you know, boring one. I feel like not a lot really happened. Um, You know, it's so predictable now. But I think, you know, these next few HOHs are going to be really interesting to see who wins, Um, especially if we get, like, a Memphis or Christmas win. I think my boy Cody could run into a little trouble. But um, hopefully he's locked it down. But we'll see. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I know something that – was uh, was brought up about the past uh, or about last night's episode uh, was the amount of commercials that they had. Uh, oh my god! Yeah. In uh, in the runtime ended up being over an hour for the episode, uh, and on top of that, they had to you know cover some of the shenanigans that happened in the triple eviction at the start of the episode. When in that episode they had had a ton of commercials,
1: <laughs> so. Hey, they're getting their money's worth of this All Star season, I guess.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Big Brother needs money. Apparently, Maybe they make better seasons,
1: <laughs> <laughs> hire better game producers. Oh, some
2: something.
0: I mean, look, I, a lot of people this season have you know been like, "Oh, the uh, game of Big Brother is fundamentally broken," <laughs> and you know it's just you know uh, like it's all the producers' fault. That I don't, I don't. I think that. The producers did pretty much as, as much as they could in this season. Uh, I think that we really kind of just have to look at uh, the the players on this cast. Uh, kind of just playing a little bit. Uh, I don't want to say suboptimally because there are a handful of pretty solid players. But there's definitely uh, a lack of, uh, of self-interest that mm-hmm. we've seen. Uh, particularly from the player who's the likely evictee uh, this week, Tyler Crispin. Uh, what do you what do you think of uh, of Tyler's kind of storyline for the season, coming out of uh, what's what's probably his last week Brian?
1: Well, he was looking so good for so long, and then I really feel like once his whole drama of wanting to self-evict happened, he just completely like lost focus and lost sight of what his main goal of the game should have been, because I felt like, we talked about it on the show, that he was doing a decent job of thinking several moves ahead, putting pieces in place, going to potentially take control of the game, and then after that whole BB breakdown, if you will, um, in the have-not room, he just didn't have that fire in him and it almost seemed like he was just playing like oh, we'll see what happens like if mm-hmm. i win i win if i get voted off whatever which is disappointing because cody's not thinking like that you know
0: yeah not even memphis is thinking like that i mean like, no, oh yeah,
1: yeah memphis too he's, he's playing very well so i think um obviously winning the HOH and Vito on the triple. Great. Getting Danny out, okay. You know, uh if he had gotten Nicole and Danny out, maybe maybe he's in like the driver's seat heading in to the end game, but didn't work out that way. And yeah, like you said, he most likely is gonna be the boot unless something crazy happens, you know, the next couple of days. It's it's over for for Tyler.
0: Yeah. Um, Chad, do you have any uh, any thoughts? I mean, we can get into the episode as well, but you know, the, the focus of this week is definitely going to be mostly on uh, Tyler, uh, you know, being evicted for the first time in his DB career.
2: I mean, I think Brian summed it up pretty well. It just felt like, you know, he ran out of gas when he, you know, was talking about quitting and you know, we've all heard the rumor that it took, you know, the, an executive producer of the show to convince him to stay. Which, who knows if that's 100 percent true? But you know, I kind of believe it. Um, but yeah, I felt like he just lost all his passion for the game. Um, whether you attributed to homesickness, just not wanting to play anymore, you know, I'm, I'm sure it was a mix of everything. You know, and maybe he was a little truthful and he felt bad about, you know, what was going on in the show in terms of. You know, with everything with Black Lives Matter, and you know, a lot of the big storylines with um, early on in the episodes with you know Davon and Bailey and everyone, Caser as well, and Kevin. But um, I'm sure it was a mix of a bunch of things that made him feel that way. Um, and when he stayed, he was just dragging his feet. And now it's you know biting him in the ass. He, if he played harder, maybe he'd be in a better spot. But you know he. This is as far as it's going to take him. You know, this is it.
1: I almost feel like, maybe this is a completely bad but I almost feel like his kind of reckless abandon in his mind. He was like, I'm either going to end up out pre-jury with the moves I'm making, like the being sneaky and stuff, or I'm going to be firmly in control of the game and then he ended up not out pre-jury and not in control of the game and he kind of like was in a weird spot where he didn't really know how to play from just like the middle of the pact uh having pretty successfully eliminated the opposing alliance in his initial season by the jury phase and being Mm -hmm. you know the far and away like leader of his alliance like he didn't really know how to play from from the middle, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think that that was kind of apparent with his, like, fail the vote flip against Nicole during the triple, where mm-hmm. it's it's not a situation where he has zero power like somebody like David had. Mm-hmm. Uh, like He had enough power uh, and, like, enough of a good relationship with Christmas to get her to, you know, vote with him. And, you know, she's... Mm-hmm has this final two deal with him. Um, So he had, like, enough power to, like, get it, you know, maybe, you know, two-thirds of the way there, but Mm. he didn't have the social relationships and the power at that point uh, to sway somebody like Enzo away from Cody. Uh, And I think that, yeah, a lot of that can be attributed to him kind of, like, uh, going full throttle in the start of the game and then pulling back and not really like picking the pieces up correctly because he was so preoccupied with wanting to self-evict um and if if he had like kept his foot on the throttle and hadn't had that you know week or two of uh indecision and you know mopiness and you know not really trying as hard uh, and if he had actually been able to maintain relationships that he was building with people like Enzo there's a chance that he comes into this endgame with more of a a social sway to pull off a move like that and to have uh, a position coming in to this week to either avoid the block or to not get evicted. If David Mm. is here and he has a good relationship with Enzo, uh, there's a chance that maybe David goes instead, maybe Christmas goes instead.
1: Mm. Yeah, you know, it... (laughs) It's tough because when you have so much success on an initial season and you see this, you know, I think very famously Tyson from Survivor said that he was looking forward to playing with people who only played once and won because they don't know the signs of stuff going wrong because everything Mm -hmm. went correct. I think kind of a similar thing to Tyler where maybe he he just didn't have the – experience within the game enough to recognize that oh enzo's pulling away from me enzo's closer with cody enzo's closer with memphis than he is with me you know i don't know maybe that's just like speculation based on results but yeah something i've been thinking about a little bit yeah,
0: uh, yeah you know, no, i definitely yeah. agree yeah so i guess looking at this this uh episode that we had um There wasn't a ton that we learned from the triple eviction that we didn't already kind of piece together. Um, Like, it was pretty clear from uh, what was going on in the episode that Tyler was Mm -hmm. the one pushing for Nicole to go and that Enzo was making the conscious decision to not go along with uh, this plan that Tyler had come up with because of his loyalty to people like Cody in Memphis. Uh, Which, while... You know, obviously annoying and frustrating from a viewer perspective, I think is technically a correct play. Um, I do think that uh, Enzo had a has a better chance of making it to an end game that's favorable to him. With people like Cody and Memphis uh, still on his side, especially because they've shown to be the two biggest competition competitors in the mm-hmm. game. Uh, I don't know, what do you guys think? Do you think Enzo... I know we we kind of talked a little bit about this after the Triple Eviction, but now with a little bit more information from this episode, do you think that Enzo made the, the correct decision, even if it wasn't the the in, the exciting decision for the television product? <laughs> like...
2: um, it, it's tricky for sure, but I think, you know, if you're in Enzo's shoes, Cody is your closest ally along with Memphis, and voting on the call would piss both of them off. And what you're so close to that, you know, that finale night. Uh, I mean, they're down to six. Um, if he, he theoretically must have had what three, three evictions. Um, and two with two of your closest out is being the two beasts in the house. Mm. Um, and I think it's tough. I don't know if Enzo can beat Memphis. I think with Cody, I think Cody wins it, but Maybe it'll be slim margin. Same with Memphis. I think Enzo's in a decent spot, but it depends who he's next to. Um, but keeping Nicole around—it's—it's it's just so tricky. He—I don't think he can sit next to either Cody or Memphis and win. But you know, it gets him another week closer. So I can see in the heat of the moment why he would take the safe play. Um, Nick floating on the call there would have just been craziness and Cody might have been pissed and there, there goes his final two. So I don't know. It's it's tough. I see why he did it. I totally understand. And I think, you know, it's probably the right move.
1: Yeah. I think from the position he's in, uh, he talked a lot about having coverage on all sides where no one was coming after him. So to say in the game, I think, you know, this is definitely the right move. I think, his failings are bigger than this week i think he's not maneuvered himself in a way to where people are looking at him as somebody who's running the game as someone who's moving you know the votes which makes his path to victory very narrow uh in terms like who is he gonna beat at this point um Christmas probably is the only person he's going to beat and in order to get there they both have to win competitions which is no guarantee and that's that's what I'm more concerned about Like he made the right move to stay in the game but what's the point in staying in the game if you're not going to win the game
0: yeah I mean I, I agree in theory but I think that at the point that he's at where it's like down to this like you know group of seven or eight people and he's in the position he's in I I think that his only pathway to win at this point is to try and position himself in like a final three with Memphis and Christmas and try and win the final HOh and take Christmas or Potentially, if Memphis wins the final HOH and makes what I would think would be a mistake in taking Enzo, I think that that's, I think that final two could be a toss up. Um, So I don't think that final three is that unlikely. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you say that, you know, they have, they would have to win comps to get there, but I think it would just more be Cody losing a comp, uh, either losing the veto at the final five. Or if he lost in both comps at the final four, hmm. uh, I think that there is a decent chance that Cody could get sniped out uh, before the end, which is definitely something that Cody or that, that Enzo would need in order to win. And I think that if if Cody wins out, I think he's like very likely the winner, uh, regardless. And that's not something that Enzo can really play around, no matter what. Right. So I do think that this is a narrow victory path but i think that it's less narrow than his other paths
1: <laughs> right <laughs> yeah because the gaming that would have had to go on in order to him to be in the position to where he's the you know presumed favorite like cody is now would have uh taken a lot that i don't know if Enzo is necessarily a capable enough player to pull to pull that mm-hmm. off He's not Derek, you know, he's not Dr. Will. He's not, you know, he's a good player, but he's not like a master social manipulator like some of the other players we've seen. But, uh, yeah, I mean, to touch on what you said about Cody, like, I'm so impressed. Like, we talked about at the beginning of the season that he has all the, you know, charisma and athleticism and intelligence to put it all together to potentially win. But uh, I think he's done, like, everything right this season. Like, I, he, to me, he hasn't made a mistake at all yet.
0: Well, that's interesting because now uh, we can transition, I guess, into we've talked about, like, Tyler's game uh, with him being the likely person being evicted, uh, and you think that Cody hasn't made a mistake. So you, do you think that Cody evicting Tyler here over Christmas is correct then? All right. If, if- – you know, assuming that Cody is able to actually exert his will onto the people who are actually voting?
1: I think um, in terms of competitors, in terms of people who would potentially block him mm-hmm. from the veto, uh, I think Tyler is a better competition player than Christmas is. Christmas hasn't shown me... It sounds bad, but Christmas hasn't really shown me anything in her two seasons. Like (laughs) Most of the comps she's won have been thrown to her, which is great. You Getting comps thrown to you, that's nice. Or people missing buttons, hitting the wrong buttons. But uh, (laughs) I think Tyler is just such an endgame beast. And if he wins, you know, Final Five, HOH, or, you know final four veto like cody is in a lot of trouble tyler would recognize that cody's a threat more than christmas who christmas i feel like is so easily influenceable you can like if you're cody you could probably even be like yeah you don't want to get me out you want to get to the end with like the biggest competitor right like you're all about competing and she would be like yeah i am all about competing (laughs) and keep cody i think i think um I think Tyler is on to Cody in ways that Christmas is not on to him.
0: Sure. I I can agree with that, I guess. But in a practical sense, if both of them would put him up, I guess, why does it matter? But I guess, yeah, I don't know. I... I'm just looking at it like if
1: I had to get past these two people right. and they're both coming after me. Sure, I would take my chances with Christmas before I would take my chances. Right.
0: You're talking about like Cody's best path of the end right now is winning out and it's easier for Mm -hmm. him to win out against Christmas. It's like the the, the crux of the argument. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's assuming that like these other players are in the same headspace as us being able to watch everything from the outside and understand that Cody's playing an amazing game. Mm -hmm. Um, I assume they are. I assume Memphis is at least, you know, Threatened by Cody and knows that probably his biggest competition in terms of, you know, the argument of like who controlled the house more is Cody. And in that sense, Memphis would want to get him out. But I don't, maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm giving too much credit where it's not due.
0: No, I think that's the case, at least potentially for the final four. I think Memphis is still probably targeting Nicole for next week. But Mm. I think think Memphis's ideal final three is him and Zone Christmas.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. which is, yeah, that's that's what he should want. Um, what is the general feeling on Nicole right now? Obviously, she's a former winner, but I feel like her game has been really weak this season to the point where I don't think just being a former winner and getting this far is enough to like potentially carry her to a win. Is that accurate, would you say? or?
0: Uh, I mean, I think so. I think that... It would be difficult for her to win a jury vote at this point against anyone except maybe Christmas, just because Christmas is pretty like widely despised by many. Yeah. Of these <laughs> um. For
1: Christmas, actually, not for Christmas. She did it all to herself, but like, it's just hilarious.
0: Yeah, I I, I do think that that Nicola's. I think I think you know Danny kind of said it in her exit interview with Julie. Where like nobody actually thinks of Nicole as a winner. Which
1: is Yeah, kind of that's mean, but it's funny. I mean she she didn't win in a way that is threatening. Like Jordan in BB eleven. Jordan wasn't a huge threat. Like Brendan and mm-hmm. Jeff were targeted before Jordan on BB thirteen mm-hmm. as bigger threats. Even though Jordan won the game like she was never seen as someone who could grab control of the game and like mm-hmm. make people do what, you know, they want, what she wanted.
0: Yeah. I, I do think also the fact that we're going into the final five and Nicole has yet to win a competition mm-hmm. uh, is not, uh, does not reflect well on her in terms of her being viewed by the jury. I don't know, Chad, what do you think Nicole has to do to win this season? Like, what's her, what's her best case scenario path?
2: Nicole's best case, which she would honestly have to win out. I think, I think she would at least have to win an HOH now, Um, you know, survive the block the following week and then win again. I, she has no resume. Like if, if let's say she theoretically floats to the end with Cody. Mm-hmm. um, Like what's, what's her, what's her jury speech? Like, Hey, I made it. Like I survived every <laughs> vote. Like she has, I'm a former winner. No one targeted me. Like, that's not enough to win over someone who if Cody makes final two because he wins out because that's you know probably how he makes it. There's no way Nicole's beating that. I don't think Nicole can really beat anyone except maybe Christmas. But like you said, that's because everyone hates her, not because Nicole's a good player. I think she would have to make power moves now. Like next week, she would have to win HOH to get someone like Memphis out. Um, And then when a veto, she'd just have to win comps and like make moves now and like explain her moves well and have a really solid jury speech and try to like glorify the strategy of just, you know, anyone but me, Mm -hmm. which I don't think she does it. I, I don't see it at all. I don't see her beating really anyone. I mean, maybe Christmas, but. Even then, it's just... If Christmas and Nicole are final two, then BB22 can just, like, (laughs) off. Like, I'm I'm done with it.
0: (laughs) Uh, Here's the thing. I think that you kind of point out something that I think is kind of an inherent contradiction in what Nicole's path is, where I agree that she needs to grab power here, and I agree that the only person that she can theoretically beat in the final two is Christmas. The issue, therefore, comes, like, what happens if she wins the final five HOH? I think she likely puts up Memphis and Christmas and I think there's a high possibility that Christmas goes home. <laughs> yeah. She would have to put up Memphis and Christmas and get Cody presumably to agree to vote out Memphis with her and she would have to know that that's the thing that she needs to do and I don't think either of those things are likely. So kind of paradoxically she like needs to win probably the veto next week and then the final 4 HOH because I don't think she'll actually make the correct move, even if she were to grab power. Um, Right. So it's
1: even harder. Yeah. Because she doesn't know what to do to win. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, yeah, okay. Like, if we're drawing it up, this is how you win Nicole. You win the final five HOH. You put up Enzo and Memphis. you You or Cody win the veto. You keep them. One of them goes. You go into the next round. You win the veto, you vote Memphis out, you get to the final three, you win the final three HOH, and you cut Cody, that could win you the game. But that's not going to fucking happen.
0: Yeah, exactly. That'd be
1: like the flawless, like, 100% or, like, yeah, speed run, 100%, like, best case scenario.
0: That requires her winning three competitions against people like Memphis and Cody. It requires her knowing that this is the only path for her to execute, and then also executing it, and then it also requires her to still therefore win a jury vote. Like it's like, <laughs> it's like so many, like it's it's like maybe like point one percent, which I still I still think her win equity is higher than Christmas's. So I think Christmas's is, is essentially zero. Mm-hmm. But at this point, it's it's not happening. I agree. I think that the only three feasible winners are the three feasible winners that we've pretty much been talking about for the last month and a half, which are Cody and Memphis.
1: Yeah. I mean, GG to them. They've been in power all season. They haven't fucked up really. They, they made it really boring for us, but I guess you can't argue with success. Um, the committee, possibly the most dominant Alliance of all time. Fair to say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the most boring. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. the, the comparison points are the Brigade and the Pretty Boys who also got, you know, N minus one of their N members to the final, you know, whatever, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah, like the Pretty Boys got four; like their four-person alliance to the final five, and then they, you know, screwed it up. The Brigade got three of their four members to the final three. Um, so, like, the committee got six of their members to the final seven and then like the seventh person there was basically like an official person in the the Alliance. (laughs) So like, you know, I don't know. Like the, the fact that a six person Alliance made the final seven, that was an Alliance was made like day two was pretty totally nuts.
1: Mm -hmm. I don't think like, do they ever have a moment where like their target, uh, Ian, it's the only one, right? Or the only time that their initial target didn't go home.
0: Um the Kevin was the initial target when Devon uh used the veto on him. Yes. Right now right, that, yeah. oh, yeah, that was when that's, Ian went, yeah. That
1: was Ian. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, and the other time Kevin won and used the veto, Kayser was the target anyway, so Yeah. 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 That's in, that's impressive. They're <laughs> so fucking they were so good this season. Yeah, I made it a terrible viewing experience,
2: but props yeah. to them. Who who founded the uh, the committee? Was it Enzo as well?
0: No, it was Memphis. It was Memphis, Memphis with yeah, his Memphis. telephone strategy. Yeah, Memphis put together this alliance that we all made fun of and didn't have a name for like two <laughs> weeks, um, and it ran the season. And I believe
1: he wanted to name it the Commission, and then I'm hundred percent sure Big Brother was like, "Please don't name it the Commission. That's a part of the Umbrella Academy."
0: No, you get in the trouble. The commission was the name of his final two with Cody.
1: Oh, yeah. okay. All right. My mistake. Yeah.
0: He wanted but to I make... make air. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, the He wanted to name it either the usual or the unusual suspects, which also has copyright oh, issues.
1: <laughs> that, <laughs> that, the Tangela, the Tangela Pellow. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> a Pokemon. It. Like, so many, so many, uh, so many issues they got going on. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I mean, I don't have anything else I want to talk about to you guys. I think we covered it like pretty thoroughly.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Before you know, we sign off. I guess you know, the, the, the each of the three of us want to claim one of Cody, Enzo, or Memphis. <laughs> I assume Shit that.
2: My guy. Yeah, I assume yeah. John
0: wants to just stick with Cody. You know, he's the He's been I Who do you want? Who do you
1: want for Memphis?
0: Who do I want? Well, I mean, I did, uh, I did plant my flag on the Enzo train like three weeks ago and say that I think that Enzo's winning the season. Uh, I, I feel less confident about that now, uh, but I feel like I have to stick with that. Uh, right.
1: So I'll take Memphis, and we'll, we'll see. Man, I've been rooting against Memphis so hard this season. It's gonna be a weird. It's
0: it's, a, it's the Memphis storyline is very strange because we've had this situation where Julie Chen has uh, very you know uh, awkwardly uh, told every single person who has been evicted about the committee and like you know Memphis put this alliance together. He's a mastermind, you yeah. know, and so I guess you know from a, a storytelling perspective, it would make sense for him to win. Um,
1: it's gonna play really well for people in five years who didn't watch this live. Yeah. <laughs> like people are going to be like, "Damn, Memphis is like Dan 2.0. He really he oh really took God, some notes no. before he came back in here."
0: Especially if Went it goes on. as well next week and the two halves of the Wise Guys Alliance are also the final four. Mm. I mean, on paper it looks very good in terms of like a storyline for Memphis. So.
1: Unbelievable. Oh, yeah.
0: All right, they Memphis,
1: win. bring it home, man. <laughs>
2: It if he
0: time. wins, we'll be able
1: to touch his ego from here, and we're
0: in the <laughs> So, like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dan, Dan will man. also be pretty uh, insufferable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Dan, but, like, you know, he's going to take a lot of credit, I think. Oh, yeah. I think so.
1: And uh, he'll also be able to be like, I mean, Memphis ran all-stars, and I beat Memphis, so, like, yeah. I'm oh, even yeah. better than you guys thought. I beat him nine to nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. What about Ian? Yeah, and then yeah, by the transitive property, <laughs> Ian is actually the best player. <laughs> but it gets messed up because Memphis beat Ian, so it's like a paradox, like a like the, you know, a snake eating its tail. Yeah. Um, yep. Which we wouldn't have it any other way, I guess.
2: That's big
0: brother.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Alright, so with that, Ben, where can they find you online?
0: Uh, you can find me on all social media platforms pretty much at Ben Sharon. Sharon was two R's. Yeah, Chad, I haven't been reading you? a lot about Big Brother, but, you know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. We've, we've got more important things going on in the world, I guess. Maybe, maybe you've heard of them. <laughs> um, Chad, where can they find you?
2: Find me on Instagram at ChadleyJP and Twitter at ChadPerry25. Should be right here.
1: Awesome. You can follow me on Twitter at wg everything on Instagram at Wicked... Oh no, sorry. You can follow me personally on Twitter at the fake bmar. That's b m a r r. You can follow me on Instagram at Super Marlboro. You can follow the channel on Twitter at wg everything on Instagram at wiki get everything on Twitch at twitchtv slash get everything. Actually, streamed for the first time in like a year uh, the other day, and we're hoping to do more of that. And of course, you can find the main channel at YouTube.com slash Wicked Good Everything. We will see you in the next one.